We'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Jones Underground Podcast. I'm the host, Mr. Afiyam Jones, hashtag Mighty O, hashtag this dude, not that dude, but this dude. Um, <clears throat> I'd like to give a special shout out to everybody out there who's made it through the quarantine, who survived the pandemic. Um, topics for today's show are going to go along the lines of, is it safe to go outside? Is it safe? Is it really safe for us to really go out and um, explore and open back up <clears throat> from these two or two and a half months of being inside? Next episode is the return of sports, the certain sports that have returned, what we're seeing from them, um, or are sports really safe? Um, the next topic that we're going to be discussing is are we really, is the um, the last dance, Michael Jordan, you know, is it the last word on the Bulls uh, dynasty? And comparing the Bulls dynasty to other championship teams in the recent, you know, in the, in the recent uh, future, in the recent past, say the Warriors, the Lakers, those two teams. <clears throat> and... You know, just kind of going over a little bit of Michael Jordan's greatness. And I think that should give us enough to kind of get get us going, get us back into the fold. Uh, first topic, is it safe to go outside? I remember a couple of months ago, we were in early March. And people were coming up sick. And at the time, I didn't know that. People were actually sick with the coronavirus in our office, and within that week, they had, had us all. You know, pretty much they ordered us all to work from home, and it was essentially. I remember the empty shelves in the grocery stores. I remember the not only no toilet tissue, there was no bread. I remember, you know, <laughs> trying to go grocery shopping in the evening. And how futile that situation was. And kind of thinking to myself, is this it? You know, is this going to be the thing that, you know, ushers in the end of the world? And of course, you know, two months later, we're still here. You know, two months later, you know, the grocery stores are starting to stay stocked a little bit. And you know, I still haven't found chicken flavored noodles almost nowhere <laughs> so if someone knows where some chicken flavored ramen noodles are I don't care what brand you let me know because I'm tired of trying to use chicken stock and <laughs> I'm tired of having to eat beef noodles because I haven't seen chicken flavored ramen noodles and lord knows when and no spicy chicken doesn't count um, but um, it's just a few things that we see we run out of, but, you know, not what it was. But I'm um, also just looking back on things. You know, they're talking about opening up the gyms and opening up everything on the, this week, actually, tomorrow. Today is the day that Missouri is opening up. And I still think about the devastation that took place in cities like Detroit, New York, um, cities like New Orleans, certain cities on the West Coast. And all the people that we lost, 
you know, closing in on a hundred thousand deaths with over, um, you know, a million and a half cases. And before we go into trying to point fingers and blame, who we know who we know whose fault it is, that the situation probably wasn't taken as seriously as it should have been taken earlier on. But at this stage, how often? Are we supposed to really trust these same government officials telling us it's safe to go outside? And then look at how many people lost their jobs. Look at the the amount of pressure it put on the unemployment system and everything else that happened because of this. And you have to understand that the death toll and then watching all this happen, is this was this really the the best thing that could have happened? Or was this the worst case scenario on all counts? You know, you see miles a line long, a mile long for people to get food and stuff. So my heart and prayers go out to those people who are still standing in line to get food, the people who lost their jobs, the people who don't have anything. And I hope that the people that are still out there running around like nothing happened, I hope that they can gather some sense. I hope that they can understand that this situation you know we need to learn from it you know maybe we need to put on masks maybe we need to be careful about the things that we do um, in the public settings and how we operate around other people but another thing that came up is man reckless driving all that stuff went up during this lockdown which is like kind of you know we really need to start looking at the police and the job that they have to do out here and everything else that kind of went along with this because they pretty much told us that this thing couldn't do anything. And yet, other than what they shut down, people were still acting as if, hey, we're still going to go out and have parties, we're still going to go out and do this. So I don't think it was taken seriously as it probably should have been taken. But that being said, I'm just glad that those of us that made it out, we made it out okay. You know, hopefully none of us spent time on a respirator and in a hospital. And and I know a few of us have lost a lot of loved ones. And, you know, my heart goes out to you guys. And I just, once again, just a prayer for and that, you know, everything that we can to help move forward and help those that are in need, we, we need to start getting ready to do it. Uh, but I'm just, once again, just in my heart, just saying, you know, I don't trust anything that they're telling us now because they were too late in telling us anything in the first place. You know, so of course I'm going to be careful. Of course, swimming pools are going to be off limits <laughs> for me and stuff like that. And But what I'm not going to do is I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm going to take this time out as we open back up, as we start coming out into regular life. I'm going to spend more time with my family, you know, because I didn't, it's weird how I don't really get the chance to see them because of what I do in church and, you know, things that I have going on with other jobs and stuff, but now it's like it's more important because you don't know what can happen to where you don't see them again. So my thing is, hey, if we get the chance before we go out going to swimming pools and <laughs> really going working out, take time out to visit grandma and auntie and uncles and cousins and brothers and sisters and moms especially. Take time out 
you know, we, we had to be quarantined on the whole Mother's Day and Easter, so take time out to say hi to family. All right, moving forward. Um, I really, I took time out and watched some UFC this weekend. It was the only thing on on Saturday night. I think NASCAR kind of came back, and I'm not really into NASCAR. Um, but I was watching UFC, and I was watching some of these fights, and the thing that kind of caught my attention just a little bit was that the preliminary fights that they had, the refs were real quick to come in and stop them. But then when they got to the main event or the fights that were on the main card, I felt like they let them go on way too often. And then when the fights did go the distance, I did not understand not almost not one decision that them judges had. It's like, I was, I, in my opinion, I thought this one fighter was winning, and that fighter routinely was the one that lost it in a decision, which is like, I don't know, man. It's, it's tough to see somebody put their blood, sweat, and tears out for 15 whole minutes. And you and another grown person are really beating each other, pouring your blood, sweat, and tears on this octagon in this cage. And in your head, in my eyes, in the eyes of your team, you did everything you could. Should have got this victory. And the judge saw it the other way. In the main card... Well, we had Harris versus Oberyn. I, I thought my man Harris had that fight early. I thought that he had Oberyn on his back. He was hammer fisting him. Now, granted, my man Oberyn did have his legs up, and he was trying to defend himself. But the way that it looked, Oberyn was completely busted open. But somehow Oberyn got off the floor. And I guess my man Harris slipped and Overring got on top of him. And, you know, they went to another round and Overring got on top of him again using the head kick and a strong left hand put my man out. But my man was pretty much spent. Why was he spent? Because he's damn near hammer fisting this dude to death and the ref ain't stopped the fight. And then when he was down on his stomach, face down on the floor, you got another grown man on top of you hitting you at will, looking at the ref like, ref, I'm beating him up. You need to stop this. <laughs> As a fighter, if you're on top of somebody hitting somebody, you shouldn't have to look at the ref to see that this thing is going too far. So my whole thing is, and I understand, you know, we're supposed to be Klingons and this whole situation is the best man. And no, 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 no. In the interest of safety, and we know these dudes hit hard and everything else, if you see somebody on top of another person, and I understand you like you want to give this person a chance, they got heart, they don't lose, y'all got to come in and put a stop to this. You know, you have got to call that situation early. And the one thing I can say about boxing, I'd rather somebody come in and, and stop a fight and it'd be all the controversy in the world. When Deontay Wilder's corner threw in the towel on him, he was mad and he was upset and he fired the dude that threw in the towel. But then he had to do back. Why? Because the dude saved his life for real. And if it didn't save his life, it's, he saved you from the 
from from having to be carried out on your shield. He saved you from getting beat to the point where you could have been permanently damaged from coming back to fight again another day. You know, the the, the thing is, y'all have to look at the long game. If I have this dude down and I'm punching him, it don't matter that this is this is happening all in the first minute of the fight. If you got a grown man sitting on top of another man punching his lights out, you know, cutting him open, a ref got to come in and stop that right away. Yeah, it'll be mad that this thing ended so quickly. And yeah, it'll be controversy. But at the end of the day, it stops. It's a safer sport. At the end of the day, you're not watching somebody get their head busted open on live television and steady trying to get up. You know. You know, because if my man got an even better position, like what did he have to do other than that to win a fight? Y'all need to call that. The dude's on his back and the dude is punching him in the head. That means you have to stop that fight. <laughs> now. And then when Overeem got on top of him and he was left and righting him. If the man can't defend himself, you see my man Harris is on the ground, can't breathe. Stop the fight. You don't need to come out for a whole nother round, breathing hard, taking big breaths, and then getting kicked upside his head. No. This fight should have been stopped. And that was the second week. They had a fight before that on the weekend where, or the last week, where it went way too long. On Wednesday, it went way too long. And, and the dude, y'all let a fight go five rounds when it should have just went three. So somebody need to talk with Mr. White in the UFC and let him know, man. Your sport ain't looking too hot right now, even with no fans in the stands. And I know we're trying to do this and give the people something to watch, but the last thing I want to do is see an octagon full of blood that didn't need to be there. Or see a dude be permanently damaged or worse, being taken to the hospital for something that a ref could have easily came in and stopped before it went too far. You know, so. But uh, I am grateful that they are starting to try to come back and do sports, that they're trying to figure out a way to make it happen. And I understand that it's minus the fans. And, you know, maybe we need to realize and see what's important. Maybe we need to just wait. You know, till we know for sure it's really safe to even bring sports back because at this stage, who knows what can happen, you know, but as far as these major team sports, you know, can we get large gatherings again? Can we come back to that situation without risking everything? You know, do we trust them if they tell us it's safe? That's all stuff you got to really think about. You know, I'm not, once again, I'm not going to no games. <laughs> Especially in the fall. Nope. <laughs> I'll wait. You know, give me a minute and i you know, develop that trust again. But, um, another thing that happened over the weekend, they had the last two episodes of The Last Dance where, you know, the Jordan, they, they talked about Steve Kerr's father being killed over there in Beirut, um, over there in Lebanon. And, um, you know, how hard that situation was for him 
It talked about Michael Jordan's relationship with one of the security guards and um, how he, you know, kind of took dude as a father figure out that his father passed away. And those are all interesting things to me to see in the storyline that, you know, another thing was interesting is to see that these guys went to this many finals in a row and how tired they were. And how it was so hard for them to beat the Pacers that they were limping after the game. And wasn't nobody, you know, it wasn't no jumping up and down. It was, man, that was, <laughs> everybody was sitting down with they taking a breath. And they were so beaten tired from that. And they had to get right on the plane and go fly down to Utah. And they played a close game with the Jazz, too. But just to see, people don't understand that when you see a team, go to finals after finals after finals, four or five years straight. That takes a toll. That takes a toll. And it kind of reminds me of the Warriors when you had Kevin Durant hurt, Clay Thompson hurt, um, Boogie Cousins hurt, <laughs> you know. They whole squad was on injured reserve, seemed like. And... Kawhi Leonard squads, well, they were healthier. You know, my man rested half the season, so he he stayed fresh. And even he was sore. Even he was kind of laboring, trying to trying to will it through. These NBA seasons alone. So when you see a team playing in the playoffs every year, year after year after year, that does take a toll on them, you know. And seeing Michael Jordan will it out, seeing Scottie Pippen, try to play through a whole back injury and, you know, just seeing the story behind the story, the flu game and how my man was so sick trying to get through that game before then. It's like, ugh. Just to see all that come to, you know, culminate in the championship. You know, Jordan wasn't having no excuses. He was... He was not playing games when it came to winning. And we all appreciate that. And I say Michael Jordan is probably one of the greater players. Probably the best player to ever play the game as far as winning championships. Because we talk about scoring. Um, James Harden scores more. He averages more points right now. But would I put him up there with Michael Jordan? No. Because James Harden don't really play that tight on defense. He didn't, you don't really carry his team the way Jordan did, you know. Is he an awesome player? Man, my man is probably one of the few players that can average triple-doubles who can lead his team in points and assists. Him and Russell Westbrook, two triple-doubles seasons back-to-back. Man, this dude is not a joke. But when it comes to winning in the playoffs, That's the whole issue I have with Paul George. Paul George probably one of the most gifted players I ever seen. Dude is six foot eight, six foot nine. He long, he fast, everything. Can shoot from everywhere. Play defense on both ends. But when they get in the playoffs, last time last year what happened? Dame Lillard. Somebody half his side rolls up and <laughs> hit a three on him. So, sometimes we got to look at, you know, the intangibles. When when the chips go down, 
when it's crunch time or what they call it, uh, the 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 uh, <laughs> game seven. They said it was nut crunching time. Who gonna show up on these game sevens? Who gonna win on these game sevens? Last year, Kawhi Leonard showed up on the game seven. The year before that, the Warriors went went home and, and did their thing. So you gotta understand when it's crunch time. If you look over the last five years, it's the same teams doing what they got to do. And now that LeBron James is out west, we'll see who does it this year if they come back. And if not, we'll see who do it next year. But it's just awesome to go back and take a look at those Jordan championship years and that final shot that he took to win that title. And, you know, to just see the combination of the story. Now, I'll say the Bulls had in 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 – in modern history, it's probably the best dynasty of all times. You know, I say put them up against the 49ers, put them up against <laughs> any team that won multiple championships, and you just gotta look at it, man. Six championships, six MVPs, and they did it with pretty much, you know, a lot of the same cast. So, you know. Jordan was mad because they couldn't go back and do it again. I guess their owner was tired of paying all that money to one person or two people. I guess they didn't want to let Phil Jackson, you know, dictate nothing when it came to them. And maybe Phil Jackson just wore out his welcome. You know, sometimes it's just, you know, all good things come to an end, especially when you have aging players and people getting old and, you got attitudes. They was talking about trading Scottie Pippen for T-Mac, which I don't know. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't, I'm not going to say I'd take T-Mac over Scottie Pippen, but who knows what that team would have looked like if they had pulled the trigger on that. And who knows if, um, who knows if Phil Jackson would have even played T-Mac if they'd have traded Scotty to get him. He might not even play that guy, especially coming straight out of high school. And I say that, how did Phil Jackson look at Kobe Bryant when he came to the Lakers? <laughs> and he was fresh out of high school, so that was new for him too. So who knows, man, but uh, I'm just grateful to see something like that, see it go through. Um, and understand, uh, you know, and understanding greatness, man. This is what greatness looks like. And it gives us something to, hey, we can take that mentality of winning on our jobs. We can take that mentality of winning when we go take care of a project and when we fall down and miss shots, that we know we're going to, it's not going to stop us from taking the next one, you know. So shout out to Michael Jordan. I was never the biggest Michael Jordan fan. He beat the Lakers when they started when they were at the end of their string of winning, and I just could never get over that. You know, me being a Laker fan, I just, I felt like me rooting for the Bulls is turning my back on the Lakers, even though they was in a, you know, a lot of issues and stuff when Michael Jordan was doing all that winning. I was a fan during the Nick Van Exel, Cedric Sabalos, and the early Shaq years, and Lottie Divas <laughs> You know, I was a fan of them, so, you know. So, but I'm, I'm glad that uh, 
Everything works out for a reason. Phil got fired. Well, they let him go with the Bulls. He came to the Lakers and got five more championships. So, greatest coach of all time. It's the greatest players. Everybody's greatest players. There are a lot of great players that ain't won no championships. Carl Malone, greatest player, never to win a championship. Patrick Ewing, Reggie Miller, um, Charles Barkley. All those guys, we got a lot of dudes running around now that ain't won. You know, Carmelo Anthony and um, Chris Paul. You know, are these guys not great players? They wonderful players. Have they won championships? No, because it ain't easy. Especially when you have a LeBron James. Especially when you have the Golden State Warriors. Especially when you have the San Antonio Spurs. You know, taking up all these championships, but... I'm just, like I said, the, the, the winning is something you do in the moment. You know, it's something that you do in the moment. This is something that is you and somebody else. Y'all being competitive, whether it's on a video game, whether you're out on a real actual court and shooting a basketball or you're playing football or whatever. And... Yeah, they have rules and everything else, but you want to win. And this it translates to everything, whether you playing chess, whether you playing spades, you be playing dominoes. It's, it's the combination of not only just having a good hand, it's a combination of not only being stronger, faster, or smarter, but learning how to use what you have to overcome what you don't. And that's why I say sports, that's why sports is important. That's why sports is so motivating, you know, between it and music. That's why it is so alluring to everyone. And I'm glad to see it come back any way that it does come back. And I'll be watching it on TV until I feel like everything is safe. I want to give a special shout out to the graduating class of 2020. Um... <laughs> I like to say that we so sorry that y'all your y'all graduating year got so messed up. Uh, my daughter, she's graduating this year, and I'm gonna spend some time with her this weekend and and enjoy you know her presence, take pictures, and her cap and gown, and you know just try to be a good dad. You know, let her know that I have her back. Feel like she's gonna wind up being up under me a little more. Uh, now that she's getting all grown up and stuff, but and that's the main thing, man. Just being there to let your kids know that you're there for the next step. Normally, it's like you out of high school, you're grown now. This is only the beginning. <laughs> this is only the beginning. You know, they get out of high school, and now you got to start doing the real parenting, teaching them how to drive and work a job and put their money up and pay bills and buy their own stuff, their own cars and not and whatnot. So it, we look forward to the next stage. You know, I've got my son who's coming up real close behind her. He's fifteen and he'll be a sophomore this year coming up. So <laughs> you know, praise the Lord, man. These kids are coming through and and I got one up out of there and she's trying to figure out what she wanna do and my whole thing is like I told her, take your time. Now tell your kids take you know, take their time, man. Don't be in a rush to be oh, put them on out there. And if they ain't ready for it, let them let them take their time and figure out where they're going. 
Man, there's people 40 years old still going to college, getting degrees and stuff. So, you know, we got plenty of time, man. You got your whole life ahead of you. Enjoy your life. <laughs> don't don't be in a rush to getting all this debt going to college and you don't know what you want to do yet. Don't, <laughs> please don't do that. I'm paying off almost $20,000 worth of student loans. For what? <laughs> and I ain't even in the field that I graduated in, so it lets you know, man. You don't know where your life can take you. But just be prepared to, you know, do it, do the best you can and enjoy it the most. Because you don't get another life. You know, you only live once, so you better enjoy this. And uh, with that, uh, like I said, special shout out to my princess, my uh, Zaria Jeffrey. <laughs> My first, my oldest, and, you know, very special person to me. Um, praise the Lord. She's moving forward into her life, and uh, Daddy loves you and everything else. You know, always have, always will. And and shout out to um, <laughs> Lazaria. Shout out to Lil P. Shout out to all these cousins getting up out of high school. Dominic, I ain't forget about you, man. And, um... <laughs> <laughs> all these guys graduating. I remember when they was babies and now they all up seniors getting out of school during this messed up quarantine. So just my prayers go out to them and special shout out to anyone I miss. Hey man, if I missed you, I'm sorry. I may have all of maybe three or four listeners. <laughs> but they faithful listeners. <laughs> and I'm and I'm happy for every one of them. And if you're new, um, thank you for listening. We'll do this again next week. Um, see what's going on. And um, uh, talk to you guys later. Thanks again for listening. Have a great night.